Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Happ. It is April 8th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling, and this is your post-show for AEW Rampage and Friday Night SmackDown, a couple of very newsworthy editions. Uh, we will brag about how FightfulSelect.com broke a lot of that news <laughs> later on. But this show brought to you by NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I am joined by Kate. Kate, it feels like it's the first real show that we've done together in forever, even though I've ran in on a couple that you've done. You did do a couple run-ins, which truly is always so much fun. I love when you do that, but it is nice to have you back. We've had Team Kalex. I had a Jared Bailey a few weeks ago, but it's nice to have you back in the driver's seat and I can just coast along here. Buddy, I was about two weeks away from not working Fridays anymore. And then Tony Khan's like, nah, you're not, you're not <laughs> doing that. Sorry. Uh, programming note, guys, we'll be, we will be on an hour earlier next week because AEW Rampage is on at 7 Eastern, which features Hangman Page and Adam Cole. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Might take up the full hour there. But we had some very newsworthy shows tonight. And if you want to talk about it, uh, send in a super chat, send in a humper chat. You can send in humper chats before we go on the air as well at humperchats.com. That is our PayPal Streamlabs platform. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, a uh, quick little ad this month, uh, all of my cameo profits or, or not profits, all the proceeds in general go to NAMI Communicate, which is a wonderful resource for mental illness help. Uh, so grab a cameo. I'll do announcements for you. I'll answer questions, any of that good stuff. Yeah, uh, grab a cameo because Sean will turn on his own employees. Yeah, I will. For jobbers like Matthew Plus, Mr. Wannabe Peacock out here, sounding like a subscription service. Sean burying me and Alex in a cameo, which is so rude. He rarely you, even shows up anymore. You're on some sort of fightful Brock you know Lesnar deal. You know what's awesome? I made my time on there too. Um, I, I made my oh, time. Oh, good for you. When you show yeah, up, I'm a you professional. make your time. I'm a good professional. for you. Good for you. We've got Ryan saying if Sean is paywall Jesus, Denise is Judas. 
is Kate Mary Magdalene. Just sorting well, all this out. Well, then. I am wholesome, people. Okay. I, I, as if. Daniel says, your shows are one of the best things of my week. Well, we're glad. We're glad that you're spending time with us and hanging out with us while you're here. Leave us a thumbs up. It would mean an awful lot. I can't underscore how important that is to the YouTube algorithm. And uh, some quick plugs. I had a few big interviews this week. A lady by the name of Becky Lynch. Maybe you've heard of her. I did an interview with her. Uh, we we got back and I started to edit all these WrestleMania interviews together. And we got some good stuff there. I also had Thunder Rosa, which lost footage from Orlando that I was able to track down. Uh, happier times with, with she and Nyla Rose, as Nyla Rose did a run-in. And then today, a really fun one with Big Damo, the former Killian Dane, who tells a story about Vince McMahon playing hide-and-seek with a wrestler. Not only that, we talk about the Orlando Magic, his participation in WWE video games, uh, Sanity, the drafts and shakeups, Drake Maverick, Nikki A.S.H. even submitted a question. We talked about New Japan because he's wrestling at Mutiny this weekend. Lots of stuff there. And even if that wasn't enough interviews for you guys, FightfulSelect.com had the exclusive uh, with Alex Hammerstone, who, quite frankly, about beat L.A. Park's ass at an MLW show as he and his sons got a little uh, wild with a steel chair. And that is a shoot, my friends. Like, that... that actually happened um that does that he is, know who d12 is he does now well he does now more uh, than fightful, i can say for richard holiday fightfulselect.com josh says are we going to get a paul elizabeth run in tonight you could technically he might super chat from the room next door since i'm at my parents house <laughs> i love it i love it uh we have mark losper says no joke kate looks tops Ooh, look at that Thank you. That what? means a lot coming off of WrestleMania week and recovery week. I appreciate that because there were some times this week I was not looking great, Sean. I didn't. <laughs> it yeah. was rough. It looked like I'd been through a war by the end of Monday. <laughs> uh, we've got Vala, or actually Mark Quill saying, I hope WWE never gets a chance to rename you guys Sean Lemons and Katie Bangs. Um, I think Katie Bangs is probably in a different line of work, my friend. Um, don't think this is the one. But let's talk AEW Rampage. And I mean, we're, we have a really, really noteworthy uh, SmackDown, too. I felt like more of a Raw after Smack or Raw after Mania than the actual Raw after Mania was. But the Hound says, fun ass Rampage tonight. Great wrestling all around. It's good to even know that we have cringe bits like Sammy and Dan. We have moments like Yuda's. Yep. Uh, Volob says, wait, Paige and Cole's going up against SmackDown? Nope. It's on an hour before. Let's go ahead and, and get the, the bat out of the way. Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, no. Dan Lambert. No. Listen, hear me, hear me out. Dan Lambert should lie some. He should just lie some. Because otherwise, I'm probably not going to even... When, it's, when I'm saying, I'm probably not going to boo that Dan Lambert guy who says some pretty sick shit over Sammy and Ty, like I'm, I, oh, I just don't like the Sammy Ty thing, but I feel like I would love to hate it if that was the intention, but that's not the intention. All of this was bad. I don't understand who the heel and the face are anymore. Like Sammy Guevara is coming out here saying he doesn't care about Ethan Page's kid. That feels pretty heel. A couple weeks ago or last week, he's busting down a car. That feels pretty heel. And then you have Attitude Era Dan Lambert on the other side. 
Ethan Page was the only good thing about this segment. I feel like all of this nonsense is absolutely swallowing Scorpio skies. He's he's a good run. he's a good ass dad, just like Billy Gunn is a good ass dad. He's a good ass dad. There we go. This I'm, I'm so over this. It's so the hound the hounds has felt like Lambert got more cheers than than booze. Well, that's because Sammy was getting like they the fans did not like. Did not like that. And Brent says, Ethan Page against Sammy and Ty in a mic duel is not fair. They need more people. They do. They do. Uh, you're going to have to come with something harder when you're you're rocking with Ethan Page because he'll probably just tear you up. Just, just He won't even have to have like a real deep punchline either. He's just good at talking. Uh. He really is. And I don't know, man, the 45 minutes of cue cards from the other day didn't do it for me either like this is just not working and there's just some ambiguity over the fact that a face is going out and committing a felony and then like say he doesn't care about the kids it's not like edgy baby face stuff it's just bad i don't like any of this you guys know how i felt about dan lambert from the beginning i think this whole thing is bad 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 and where the hell's Paige van zandt isn't this whole thing supposed to be to give her and tay a feud She's training. Amanda says, was it the Rampage taping? Sammy Men of the Year segment was so much longer. Sammy and Ty got booed throughout the night. They also omitted Dan Lambert saying Ty had more balls between her legs than Bill Buckner in the 86 World Series. I'm sorry. That's a good line. That's the one line they should have kept in. I know. It's such an old reference. Like, no, the it's Red timeless. Sox have the, the Red Sox have won since then, so it doesn't work. Why would you do that to me? But on my opening on. day, <laughs> that so one's funny, I and especially it. because there was only like one that really went through his legs, so it's not even uh, that insulting, to be honest. Yeah, this whole thing is in the mud, Sean. You're still popped over that. Wow, it's so good, and it's like it's wow. it's a good line, but it's not a bad line because it was just one ball. So yeah, assuming, exactly. so as, and I mean, even if she slept with two guys that had one ball, it's like it's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> not that Your bad. her body, her business, right? But damn, all elite dance says I can't wait for the day that Ethan Page turns face. It's such a stupid you line. Can't get though. over this. Why do I like that line so much? I don't know. You're very tired, Sean. <laughs> no, I mean Pete Rose had a good one too back in the day, and it came. It it stung more coming from Pete Rose when he's in Boston saying it. But fair. I am Lucha says. Well, I am Lucha did say something, but then it just got completely erased on my back end. So I'll have to go back to that here in a minute. Eloquent says Sammy and Ty. Could be an awesome edge Lita or awesome edge Lita heels if they allow it. Um, the whole yes, thing feels could. very heel in a face pack. It's like they're destroying cars. Tay Conti is like the prettiest person I've ever seen in my life. Like the hot chick with the dude thing is supposed to be a heel thing. Like none of that works. Nah. We had Hook attempting to be interviewed. That didn't work out. Uh, Dan Housen tried to curse him, and Hook just threw chips in the trash. This got a good pop. This was harmless. Uh, Dan Housen tried to eat chips because <laughs> he thought that's how he got his powers. This is harmless stuff. I don't have a problem with it. I love it. I love that one thing AEW is very good at is testing wrestlers in a lot of different scenarios. I actually think this is something good that WWE has done with Braun Breaker is, okay, now you're against a big dude. Now you're against a smaller dude. 
Um, now they're kind of like, how do you do with Dan Housen? Like a weird comedic thing, I think is actually a really good test. But also backstage interviews, if someone's got their earbuds in, it's just like CM Punk at the airport. Just leave them alone. Take yeah. the hint. Hook didn't want to be talked to, but I actually, I loved this whole thing. Dan Housen's hysterical. This is so much fun. It's pretty benign and a nice small segment and an otherwise like very match heavy action packed rampage. This was great. We had a, a dynamite uh, super chat that got left over from Jay and he said, didn't even mention Matt doing the Brett elbow, which was awesome. That whole match was just special. There have been so many special matches over the last week. Just unreal. Matt Wright Keel says, acknowledging the paywall Jesus and the girl with the best bangs. Yuta versus Mox. Wow. Joe versus Suzuki is going to slap so hard. Take that, WrestleMania. And much in that same vein, uh, Jorge Sandoval says, Mox, Yuta, storytelling at its best. Joe Suzuki next Wednesday. What is on, what is Tony on? Because I want some of that. Cody versus Miz on Monday. Not romantic enough for me, TBH. Well, uh, I get the feeling that Joe and Suzuki is romantic enough for plenty of people because we get a lot of super chats about it. Jambeard says we're not worthy. Brent Lockman says Tony Khan is a complete madman for this. Rob <laughs> Reed says the same thing. My God, first five days of FTR, Mox and Yuta, then casually dropping Joe and Suzuki for Dynamite next week. For the title, by the way, guys. For the ROH Television Championship. Uh, Matt J. Hendricks says Suzuki versus Joe. Tony Khan, you crazy son of a bitch. I love it. <laughs> All Elite Dan says Suzuki and Joe is going to... And then Philip says, had my dynamite tickets for over two years. Now I get to see Murder Grandpa versus Joe live. (laughs) This is a reschedule from the pandemic. So they are definitely making it worth it. It seems like every show has like one of this, like one of these big ass matches on it now. It's insane. There's always something... I've said this with AEW, I feel like is really, really true. If you go for a live experience, you're going to walk away with something that is so special at least one point in the show. Like there's very rarely a routine dynamite, I feel like. And that's been as true as ever the past week. This rampage, I would have been happy with. <laughs> like, if yeah. I was just seeing one of those two matches on dynamite, I would have called that an incredible thing. So um, I, I'm totally in on it it's so much fun they also announced the new japan partnership which i think is so exciting or not partnership but the airing of dynamite in japan right so that's incredibly exciting that's going to help them out a whole lot we have some holdovers from the the ty sammy segment sawyer says muted it did sammy get as many boos as red velvet going over willow it didn't seem like it on the air but i heard live yes yeah matthew plus says the only person uh more of a heel than sammy is katie katie Matthew. Oh, okay. Jambeard says that's a fantastic. Keep paying us money. Keep paying us money. Yeah, you please you keep can say stuff about me if you want to keep paying us money. Please do that. Jambeard says that's a fantastic line. I'm so over Lambert insulting women for simply being women. Find better ways to insult them. So, so here's the thing. Like, do I find those lines productive? No. Re- wrestling is one of those unique entertainment forms to where, like, I think it's okay to have a sexist character. But like, if he does like a shoot interview, I would very much like him to say, Hey, I don't really feel this way. I like, just so you know, I'm playing a role. This is not okay to echo and repeat and do, because I think that that should be, I think that should be reiterated and underscored with some abhorrent things like that. 
But it's also ultimate, just like so lazy. It is like lazy. he just keeps saying the word whore a bunch and making yeah. sex jokes. Like it's not sexist and clever. If you're sexist and clever, I have a lot more forgiveness for this. Calling yeah. someone Lucha Horus is well, I and I love puns. Like I love puns so much. Yeah. But that's fucking lame. So <laughs> Not uh gill says it's frustrating that scorpio and even ethan have to take a back seat to this it's time to get lambert away from them i think it's time to get sammy away from them i mean that's that's what i'm more concerned with at this point it's like damn get them uh get them away it does feel uh, like they got plugged in for brandy and cody and like they yeah. should have just scratched the angle instead of done this uh ricardo said just as a reminder dan lambert is a great human that there is a great story that cody told about how that belt that he showed on uh raw that dusty didn't win uh he like dan lambert just walked up to him and handed it to him and he said this belongs in your family i believe that's the one um and i think it's very cool Cadillac Carson says, I like Dan Housen offering to curse the bots for Tony Khan. What a nice guy. So that Tony Khan tweet. So, I mean, I, we were able to get a little bit of background on there. There were a lot of people that thought that Tony Khan, and let me let me read it verbatim. Because, I mean, he has been known to misconstrue some of his own words, so to speak. But it has since been cleared up a little bit. Let me Let me see. He said, an independent study has confirmed that much of the staunch anti-AEW online community aren't real individuals. It's a staff running thousands of accounts, plus an army of bots to signal boost them. Look closely. These aren't real people. Who'd pay for such a wildly expensive thing? Ever wonder why so much of the activity of these counts is retweets and replies? Like, who actually has 80% of their activity is straight-up retweets? So since he, uh, he sort of reiterated wasn't necessarily the the individual accounts as much as the retweets of those which are easily manipulated by bots. But, um, you know, I am not too learned about that. So that is go. just the nerdiest thing a billionaire could say. <laughs> Listen, God I, bless him. I think he was working a little bit too. He knew Rampage he was. was on tonight. Yes. Like, he was having fun with it. If you, if you guys it. think that that was 100% serious, I don't know what to tell you, but there are a lot of people that, that do. Because, yeah. I mean, he even tweeted, like, uh, hold on, let, me, let me see what it was that he actually tweeted after the... the... Remember when they were going head-to-head, -head, okay. though, and he was like, you want to go head-to-head, -head, dog? Like, he's yes. having fun out there. He <laughs> tweeted Suzuki and Joe, and then he followed up and he said, I really wasn't messing around today. <laughs> I was come on like that was bait guys let's go let's go <laughs> jam beard says i don't know if i want to see a sexist character in wrestling with the number of abuse women in wrestling or simply female fans get on twitter i don't need to see a character like that on tv you know what um i agree with that um i mean we there has get never enough <laughs> there has never been a point in which fightful hasn't had a female co-host and the ones we have now get a lot of shit, but the ones that we had five or six years ago when it wasn't like the norm or regular was real eye-opening at how like dog shit people could be over just the fact that someone of a different gender was talking about wrestling. Mark says, I have no idea why Sammy and Ty are leaning into all this. All this feud is doing is d feeding dumb ammo to people for the animosity that's out there. I mean, workers work. 
So, I mean, maybe they know. Speaking of, QT Marshall got his ass beat by a guy who said that I was a great journalist in Swerve Scott. So I think that one, QT had this coming. Two, this was a good match. Three, Swerve still wins, so I'm happy with that. Let's talk about the match itself. Uh, Swerve Scott beat QT Marshall's ass. I, I don't know if anybody caught this, but he said, this is for you, Sean Rossap. You couldn't hear it. it. Yeah, you, you almost <laughs> couldn't hear it, but uh, Kate and I heard it, so just trust us because we would never tell a lie. No, uh, and we ain't chopping down any goddamn cherry trees. But uh, Kate, what do you think about this match? I thought this was great. Um, I appreciated Cole Cabana nominating QT Marshall also for the Sports Entertainer of the Week because I like it when people like Cole Cabana explain why they nominate. And he gave a nice lengthy explanation as to why. Does he deserve it? No, he does not. Because if you come after Sean Rossap, you just... Yeah, he deserves a swift kick up the ass, which is what Swerve gave him, and then he pinned him. So QT Marshall looking at the lights per usual. Uh, after the match, Ricky Starks takes the mic and he cuts a great promo, great promo, and says, me and Hobbs, you and Lee, next week in my hometown. I love this because I don't know who's going to get cheered, Kate. I yes. don't know if these heels are going to get cheered because it's Ricky's hometown. I think, so one thing I wanted to call out in the match itself, that handspring apron situation, whatever that was, was like one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a wrestling ring. There was so much creative and innovative offense tonight, spots that you don't normally see, stuff that you haven't seen before. He also had this like springboard mini coffin drop thing where he just kind of like sprung off the ropes and fell backwards on QT. Really, really cool stuff. Swerve is so effortlessly cool and like, Everybody wants to be him, don't you? Like, come on. Yes. Coolest dude in the world. And one thing that I like that AEW does is, especially in hometown situations, if a heel is a face that week, fine. There are some matches that are just so exciting to see that it's just going to be generic noise and not a whole lot of, like, booze and cheers, which I think is what we're going to get. This is just such a fun matchup. To do this tag match is just exciting. And I don't think it has to be such, like, a hardened heel and face scenario you can go back to that the next week. They did it with Britt and Britsburg. Like, just let them have their week in, in their hometown. Um, but I, I'm absolutely, like, salivating for that match. I think that's going to be so, so much fun. The match with QT and Swerve was a device to get to this. But I love Ricky Starks. I feel like he was such an underrated steal from the NWA. He's so fantastic. And I think when they turn him... If they turn him face out of some FTW feud, I think fans are going to go ballistic for him. He's someone that you kind of really want to get behind and that I think the boos are coming with a wink and a nod for him. So I cannot wait for what tonight's setup. Phil says, Sean, did you see Sammy tweeted you back about the heel turn thing? Hope they're not trying to emulate the Cody, not a face, not a heel character. Sammy said, no, I'm good when I said he should turn heel. (laughs) He really should. He really should if this is going to be the approach. Um, but he should also absolutely say, no, I'm good on Twitter before he does it. Uh, so I agree <laughs> with that. That Phillips, is true. Philip says, Kate is the queen of puns. She needs a crown ASAP. Thank Look you. Look at that. Wait till we get to the Kaiser roll jokes later, guys. <laughs> Cornman says, Lambert never gets his comeuppance. That is factually incorrect in Impact and MLW and AEW. He is... Got his comeuppance many, many times. 
Phillips says Ricky has to be a baby face next week for his homecoming. Ricky as a baby face is going to tear some heels apart uh, in the future. Yeah. But yeah, I think I, I will wait and see, but I think they should have contingency plans in place and I'm sure they will. Marcus says, can't wait to go to my first AEW show live next week in New Orleans. Keep up the great work, you guys. You're going to love it, especially if this crowd is anywhere near as hot as Boston's. Holy cow. Get there Uh, early and prepare to wait in line for a long time if you want concessions or merch. (laughs) Speaking of hot, Brian Danielson, Trent, this match was unreal good. I got probably 20 people from the arena Friday or Wednesday the message me about the main event. The fact that none of them happened to mention this one as well. I, as I was watching this, I went, how insane is that main event? Because if this had been on the main event, I would have been like, man, that was unreal. One of the best AEW matches all year already. Like this match would have been right up there with any other AEW match you give me, um, except maybe the tag match this past week. This was unreal. Like Trent, Trent's like, yeah, hey, I know I had stenosis and I got neck fusion, but let's just drop me on it a bunch. Let's do some some wrist clutch suplexes, some some capture suplex. Like, let's just throw me around. This was awesome, Kate. Uh, the catches on the dives to the, to the outside were unreal. They beat the brakes off of each other. This show was sandwiched by this story. Trent doesn't like Wheeler Yuta, but he also doesn't like Brian Danielson for pissing off his friends either. This was magnificent. Yeah. Uh, your friends are not as cool as my friends because I had friends who were there and they did message me about this match and the main event. They also know that I am just obsessed with this Danielson run and this Blackpool Combat Club story is so up my alley. Like, it is made for me. It's like all of my favorite things about pro wrestling wrapped into one storyline. Absolutely, absolutely love this match. I love the nod to Suzuki, not at the finish, but right before the finish. I loved the cravat reverse submission. I couldn't believe that we got to see that. Cravats are like one of my favorite underrated moves in the whole wide world. It's it's legitimately probably my favorite move. Is it really? You didn't Aww. know that? I love the cravat. I just know you've threatened to use it on people, but yeah, I've you got, threatened I've... to do a lot of moves to people. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I I do love a good cravat, so I was very happy for this. It just looks so actually damaging. Like, I, I yeah. absolutely love it. But I started writing down spots in my notes about this match <laughs> and that I just stopped because I was so glued to what was happening here. Not to take anything away from Trent either. He was fantastic in this, but this Danielson run, man, even just like his running knees and stuff were just so good. (laughs) Like he's such a lethal striker. So what a way to kick off Rampage. I thought that this was an absolute blast out the gate. And like the amount of match of the year candidates we've seen in the past seven days is kind of insane. And this, I feel like hangs up there with one of them. We have um, uh, Brent Lockman saying, was this the first time Trent and Danielson faced each other? Timing doesn't seem like it would line up before. Uh, and Luis is saying, yes, first time ever per cage match, but you're wrong because they wrestled in uh, 2011. I remember watching it on Superstars. Uh, back in the day, Trent Beretta and uh, Daniel Bryan 
like way, way, way back. I can't remember how long it went, but Trent was like the star of superstars. He was doing so much crazy bullshit on that <laughs> show. Like they were doing superplexes from the top rope to the outside of the ring on piles of people. It was, it was nuts. Uh, Slim Saint says, uh, my favorite move is the dragon screw. The way that they they utilize them in AEW is exceptional as well and very, very violent. Brent says, for better, for worse, and all that comes with that, Tony Khan is absolutely a member of the IWC and has been for a long time. That that he is. I mean, I, I don't believe the IWC is a real thing anymore. Everybody's got the damn internet, but everybody didn't used to have the internet, and Tony Khan was definitely a, a part of that. Rob Reed says the cravat was the reason I like the diamond cutter more than the RKO. Yep. Uh, you can pin people with a cravat. You can, uh, one of the moves that I use is one that Lash LaRue used where you put them in a cravat and you go leg sweep from there and you fall backwards. You can fall forwards. Cravat is a very, very versatile move. You can choke people on the ground with a cravat. Lots of cool stuff you can do out of that. Oh, Willow Nightingale versus Red Velvet. Let me oh, get the credit. Yes. Let me get the <laughs> criticism out of the way. The, the, the finish was a little slow, and I didn't think Red Velvet's wheel kick landed very good. She did a full spin, then just swung her foot around. Yeah. You look over your shoulder, then throw the wheel kick. That's how that's how they land. But Willow Nightingale was over, and she is a TV star. She's got to be signed very soon. And if they don't, somebody else is going to. Impact's going to come calling. Or uh, WWE is going to come calling. She is a television star. She is the type of person you want for ROH, AEW. All Elite Dan says, sign Willow, please. She has so much physical charisma. I agree. Volob says she was so damn over. Hope she gets signed. If I heard that crowd, I call an audible through a headset. And I say, we got to go with Willow. You got to go with the hot hand. And she is the hot hand right now, Kate. Uh, in case you don't follow me on Twitter, I'm obsessed with Willow Nightingale and I tweet on probably a weekly basis that she should be signed to a TV company. She is in male or female, one of the top five easiest people to root for in wrestling. She, to me, Cameron Grimes is in that same wheelhouse, just like so magnetic, so much charisma, so easy to cheer for. Like, I don't really understand Velvet going over here. I get it because she's the one that's actually signed to the company. Like that makes a little bit more sense. But my goodness, I felt like Willow looked like the star in this in every way. And I don't mean that from a she was selfish in her wrestling standpoint. I just mean she was the absolute standout in this. I think a lot of people already knew what she could do based on the crowd reaction that she was getting. But she looked great. I think she made Velvet look better than she was in the match, to be honest, that kick at the end that you were talking about willow still sold it like a million bucks yeah, she, did. she had a great match with mercedes martinez at roh she is fantastic she should be on our tv on a weekly basis semi-weekly basis whatever but she was outstanding and i'm so glad that um that she was getting so much love in real time and it wasn't just like online reaction because i think those arena cheers tell you how over someone is but i thought the match was fantastic velvet's a little inconsistent for me um yeah. usually it's it's a good match and a bad match this had a little bit of both this i think was also a longer match than she's used to wrestling but overall i thought this was great willow looks just awesome she's so strong and she's so much fun to cheer for like how do you not just fall in love with her 
Oblivious Kyrie says, who is Willow? I thought she was someone from Dark. She's done some Dark stuff, but she's been all over the place. A couple of years ago, uh, I asked Deanna Perrazzo, who is the one person unsigned that you think should probably get a chance somewhere? And even then she said Willow Nightingale. So here we are two years later, and uh, it's good to see her getting that chance. Uh, Tom Lavalley said, what a big night for that indie star. Crowd was super into them. Huge pops and chance, but Willow should have won that and then be a star in ROH. Or an AEW, we don't know how the roster is going to pan out yet. We don't know if it's going to be like a hybrid or or if it'll be like sort of their 1A or their 1B show. I'll tell you something I liked about this. Tony Nese pops up. Now, he wasn't a guy I thought was like an imminent need, like ne necessary signing, but he is a very, very good wrestler. And smart Mark Sterling is recruiting him. I like this. Give this guy something to do because since he showed up, he's done nothing he's had a couple good matches but other than that he's done nothing creatively i think it is so hard not knowing how roh is going to shake out because i think he would be great for roh especially in developing younger talent if that's the direction they're going like he can make people look so good and frequently does on independent matches if you've seen his work He's a great wrestler. He just hasn't had a storyline to get in. So I don't know if I'm like excited about smart Mark Sterling, but I'm glad that a thing is happening with him. That sounds good. to me. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. And I also smart Mark is, is so much fun, but as you pointed out, he should be rolling in money at this point. He has a lot of clients. Yeah. He's got some very good clients as well. Uh, when, when you look at it and, uh, I don't know if Tony Nese is going to reach those heights, but we'll, we'll see. And I, I like the adjustment there. Well, we got the main event. It was it's a good one. Time. We're starting to see Wheeler play. Yuta emerge as a threat. But if you see a lot of things emerging as a threat, you better protect yourself with NordVPN.com slash Fightful and that threat protection. Block online trackers, block pop-up ads. You can't block William Regal slaps. Psych, yes, you can. I promise you, if you get NordVPN.com slash Fightful, William Regal will not show up at your home and slap you. I promise you. You get a great deal, plus an additional month free on NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And not only that, it's got a 30-day money-back guarantee. How can you pass that up? Well, you shouldn't. NordVPN.com slash Fightful helps avoid price discrimination, geo-blocking. How about this? I'm watching a UFC pay-per-view tomorrow night, but I am not paying the 75 bucks that they're charging these days because I can subscribe to services overseas and get it much cheaper with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, and it effectively pays for my NordVPN subscription for several months with the money that I save. And not only that, it works on all my devices. You might say, man, how, you can't get that on a TV, can you? Yep, you can. How about a phone? Yep. How about a laptop? What about a PC? What about a router? You could even get it on Kate's Bangs? NordVPN.com slash Fightful. <laughs> 
That is the only way to guarantee that William Regal will not show up at your house and slap you. I mean, it's one way. I don't think he will otherwise. But it's you know what? It's the only way guaranteed. If he, does, if he does, I will pay for your service for a full year. <laughs> James Boris says, Daniel Bryanson, is he the best pure striker in sports and entertainment, Maggle? What, Vince? Oh, I'm sorry. Redacted is the best pure striker since The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh oh let's talk about wheeler yuda john moxley wheeler yuda won the roh pure title last weekend and um carried that into this match you had the AEW rampage uh, promo to kick this off sometimes the AEW rampage main event is actually the first match could that first match have been a main event absolutely on any other show not on this show. Oh boy. I told you, Kate, I was about two weeks away from not working Fridays anymore. And then they're like, well, we're going to do Brian Danielson and Trent, and we're going to do Wheeler, Yuta, and Mox. <laughs> and then next week, we're going to start at seven and we're going to do Hangman Cole. So it, I'm working Fridays for a while, <laughs> probably for the foreseeable future. This was a star making performance. And let, let's walk through the early parts of it. Wheeler Yuda being eager to fight John Moxley sets him apart from everybody else because nobody's eager to fight John Moxley. Nobody. Not only that, he got busted open and he said, Nope, does not bother me. Don't care. Gonna nope. still beat your ass. He Loved busts it. out Brian Danielson's signature stomps. He does the bulldog the choke, lock. the LaBelle lock. He does the bulldog choke. He kicked out of two paradigm shifts including one that was underhooked and completely vertical while bleeding this was an amazing star making performance and all elite dance is the same thing he's a star whiteout says i was front row he's a star john vasque says i see why wwe didn't sign yuda he's a wrestler not a soap opera actor aw knows how to put young wrestlers over well I think we're about to see down the line when we see a guy like Yuta versus Daniel Garcia, a good pro wrestler can also be a good soap opera actor, just like John Moxley, just like Brian Danielson, just like Chris Jericho. And that's the beauty in that, that talent. Corn uh, man says, I guess we have to call it the Yuta scale. Now we got Kyle Collins <laughs> wanting us to, to just talk about Moxley and Yuta for two hours and skip SmackDown. We got Sova, saying early running for the breakout star of 2022. Ricardo saying the cotton socks. He's a megastar. <laughs> this is this was incredible. This was very, very special, Kate. This was a major moment, and we're going to talk about the match before we talk about the post-match. Whew, man, I loved so much about this. I feel like this was a major coming out party for Wheeler Yuta for those who didn't know what he was capable of. Um, he's been fantastic for a really long time, but what I loved here as great as all of the moves were bell to bell, what set this match apart was the story that unfolded here, right? Mox has been saying, you got to bleed with me for me to accept you. I absolutely loved the being busted open, but also him saying, I want to be in this cool club of cool combat guys, not one of these besties. 
So I'm going to start using weapons from their arsenal to try and beat them with. I especially loved the Danielson nods because Danielson has beat John Moxley time over time. So if you're going to beat John Moxley, why not do what the guy who beats him time over time has done? The story here was so perfectly executed. Those paradigm shifts that you mentioned were so fantastic. I saw a super chat scroll by that said the first one made her gasp or him gasp. Yeah. Me too. I was just like kind of glued to it. I was getting my setup at my parents' place set up and I just like froze my camera. Like I just stopped what I was Amazing. doing because it was stop you in your tracks. Good wrestling. And, and, and like he kicked out of it. Night. He kicked out of two of them. Two I of was them. One like of the them first vertical. It was so wild. The first one I was like, Oh God, this is, this is big. And then, uh, as we got a super chat, as I continue to scroll down, Silva says, Mox's face after the second one was chef's kiss. I think mine was even crazier. I was like, what? It was even chefier. It was even yes. more chefy. Uh, Jambeard says, isn't the underhook vertical version Mox Death Rider he uses in Japan? The paradigm shift is the double arm DDT. Um, I will tell you what Mox himself told me. He doesn't care what you call it. It's a fucking DDT. That's what he... <laughs> It's what he told me. Sorry, Full stop. Friend. I was like, well, how is it different? Like, how does it vary? Dirty deeds to Death Rider to all this. He goes, it's a fucking DDT, bro. I don't know. <laughs> so he's like, sometimes I get air. Sometimes I don't. So that's what we're rocking with. Uh, More wrestlers I, with that attitude always. I was, please. I was so trying fantastic. to get a... I was trying to get a full making a finisher feature out of this. And he says, it's a fucking DDT. I don't know. So, I'm like, all right, cool. I, I go to weddings in my casuals and it's a DDT deal. with Yeah. It. I saw somebody say, uh, I looked like I was dressed for a wedding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I am a Lucha says, I don't know what me had me smiling more of the main event of rampage or that walk off win over the bum socks. Let's go Yankees. Boo. Donaldson in his first game as a Yankee in the bottom of the I think 10th inning it was so good it was so good we have a wealth of super chats about this so let's get through them okay Garwalk says Wheeler Muta he did kind of look like Muta with all that that (laughs) on his face I love that reference Daniel R says I find the four pillar thing so interesting so I proposed blood and gut matches uh, for the first four pillars versus Yuta uh (laughs) Non Kengel hat, uh, Garcia, Moriarty, and Wardlow. Second, based on what Danielson said, four man BCC versus Top Flight and the Bucks. Thoughts? Um, I think BCC versus Yas will be one because that's natural. The wrestlers versus the entertainers seems like, like a no brainer to me. I just love Yas. Yes. Audio Flesh has got a jet, but Yuda. Mike Lima says the exalted one revolution 2020 was the only person that's kicked out of two uh, paradigm shifts, man. William Tucker says after tonight, who's the first feud for BCC? Oh, best friends still like they're going to get a a big six man there. Eventually it was, uh, it was incredible. It's going to be incredible. I think I just hope they don't do it to death. Matt says Yuda versus Mox. That's how you build a new star and a baby face at the same time. Or a heel, depending on the week. Like, that's the beauty of BCC. It's it's just that that good. Pratik says the AEW talent under 30 years are on fire. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I completely agree. 
David Gold says, I was the one that shoved Mox out of the way during his entrance. First time covering AEW as a journalist, and it was awesome. Oh, then Mox shoved away. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Hound says, the takeout from the first paradigm shift made him gasp. Buddy, me and you both. And the second one, I I was just like, what the hell? What the hell, man? I I bit. I thought maybe he was going to go over after that second one. Like that really made me start to question some things, especially like late night on Rampage, like 10 of 11. Why not do that? Like so yeah, fun. Of but course. This was this was a masterpiece. Brandon Hagen says, great night. Jay's come back from seven down to win their opener and Yuta is now on a legendary career path. Oh, and SmackDown happened. Love you guys. Hey, I, I love the Jays too. They're they're my they're my uh, B team if I had to pick one. I, I love B-team, all things Toronto. B-team. Go, go, go. Hoping the, the, speaking of, I reported that Curtis Axel got a tryout as a producer. Wait, really? Smack- yes. I missed yes. that. And I'm subscribed to Fightful Select for just well, $5 a month. There you go. But uh, man, we've got so many more super chats. I got to stay on task here. <laughs> Sam G says, holy crap, Yuta and Mox was crazy. As insane as the match was, I think my favorite part was when he wrote BCC on his chest with his blood after he shook Regal's hand. That is badass. Yes, and that super chat should be in the BCC section to our moderator. want to try to separate those because I want us to still talk about that afterwards. Uh, Alicia says, is there a babyface character like Yuta that has been in WWE recently? No, WWE is not good at making babyfaces. Uh, they, they are not good at that. And this is such a unique story too, I feel like in general. Plus it works because AEW is so stable heavy. You already had the pieces where they're at, which is just not what, what WWE is about right now. William Tucker says the New Japan deal being Mox and Danielson in G1. Uh, how about this? I'll have some promising news on New Japan this weekend on FightfulSelect.com. I can't say specifically it'll be that, but uh, Joey Bag of Donuts says, wasn't impressed with Wheeler Yuta until tonight, but hot damn, that was an amazing performance. I think a lot it opened up a lot of eyes, and that's a star-making performance right there. That's the kind of that's that's what you want, Kate. You want people like Joey that said, I wasn't sold, now I am. Yeah. And I think it helps that I said this about the heel Danielson run from the beginning. He's legitimately the best in the world doing this, or at least in your top three, probably. So it's just so validated by the fact that he's actually the best doing this and Mox is right there with him, right? Like, I think this is is such a logical story because of how much is just naturally true about it. Mark Losper says, for as much good work as Tony has done to get Wheeler Yuta over, he's done exactly as much to get Guevara under. Get this feud off my TV. This wouldn't even be good on SmackDown. Uh, I agree with the SmackDown thing. I'll reserve judgment to see where I where they're going with Sammy. Maybe they'll pivot and go heel with them. Hopefully. Scott Kid said Yuta and Mox humped Joe Suzuki for Wednesday because why not? Fingers crossed Willow and Marina are already signed, just waiting for their graphic. Uh, Marina just said a couple words. I was really glad to see her. Good way to put her on TV, by the way. Father Lasagna says, I still can't believe I skipped attending this show to study for my calculus exam. Uh, I may have aced the test, but I regret not going even more than I did Wednesday night. Wheeler Yuta for present 2024. You should have just uh, got a together album because uh, if you know your calculus, you know that you plus me equals Wow. Us. What a pull from Sean Rossap. It is five of midnight and you're pulling out gold like that. Incredible. Incredible stuff. R.I.P. Michael Cuccioni. 
Sean NT says, being in the crowd, you would have thought Yuda was one of the two biggest stars of the night. Uh, shout out to FTR. The building was roaring for him. I'm glad it came through this way on TV too. Willow came off crazy over as well. Amped. I mean, yeah, I think Willow losing and getting that reaction spoke, uh, yeah, spoke volumes. Peyton says SmackDown was meh. They massacred Imperium, but oh boy, Yuda mocks uh, match humped. In my opinion, it's currently the singles match of the year. Also, we're getting Suzuki Joe next week. What a time to be a wrestling fan. He's just, uh, Tony's just uncorking these big matches. Just unreal. Lots of people happy about the together reference. Very glad you all saw that. (laughs) Very, very glad. Look look at this. Everybody. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. People <laughs> people recognizing. O Town was good too. Balab says, correction, Yuda kicked out of one paradigm shift and one death rider. Did not believe it when I saw the death rider kick out. Well, Valab, correction. Yuda kicked out of two fucking DDTs, wow. according to John Moxley. Uh, <laughs> Cadillac Carson says Yuda kicking out of the paradigm shift, people in the crowd jumping up with their up and down with their fists in the air. I may have done the same thing in my home. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff. I've covered a lot of stuff. And there aren't many things that will kind of make me just jump up. And I did jump up on that second one. I didn't think he was going to win. I knew he was going to lose. But, yeah. But Seeds of Doubt change everything, I feel like, in a wrestling match. Marshall Enlow says, is it time for new gear for you to? Yeah, completely black trunks and and tights. Like young boy stuff. Um, sort of like what initially what Diamond Mine did with the Creed Brothers. They yes. started off with the black, and then you know when they they proved their worth and like what Young Lions do. I think that would be a good cut as well. Which is a shame because his current tights look like the laser background when God. you would go get your school picture, and it's so fun. <laughs> Rangers Mayhem says the regal knee before the second paradigm shift made the kick out <laughs> more impressive. Good showing for you to oh. God, it, it just like Wheeler Yuta, a guy who got a WWE tryout like less than a year ago and they passed on him, is the most super chatted thing on this show. And I've mentioned this numerous times. When WWE passed on Wheeler Yuta, I had people in NXT that say something's happening, something weird is happening because he's six foot tall. He's a good-looking kid. He's in shape. He can already wrestle. He can talk a little bit. He has physical charisma. I'm not sure what they want. And um, change did happen. Pratik says, first Dante, then Wardlow, now Yuta. AEW is an expert in making stars and telling great stories. They told a hell of a story tonight. Mark says, Tony Khan has himself an all-timer. Found a bunch of robots. Casually booked a dream match for Wednesday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> completed the create a star and under the munch talent with uh wheeler yuda if he got rid of dan lambert i'd buy or i'd build him a statue <laughs> damn oh boy and gil says yuda the kick out uh, of the uh, paradigm see i i almost thought this was just a super chat i had read before because it's a bunch of people saying it brought him out of their seat amazing match bell to bell hell it yeah it really was yuda best wheeler sova asks if uh He'll adopt the Regal stretch and see ask new entrance music when. I think he'll get new entrance music now. But um, yeah, I, I think that he probably will adopt the Regal stretch. Ugh. MJ Johnson says, 
the fact that this is Mox and Yuta's third match and the story of Yuta getting the better over time, chef's kiss. The fact that this happened and I didn't even realize it was their third match because it hasn't been like every single week. And it hasn't been 50-50. It's been yes. consistent, but you're seeing growth, which is nice. Nerd Guru says, is this Tammy uh, or Sammy Ty BS worse than when they put Becky and Seth together on TV? If not, it's very close. It's insufferable. Um, I will take them getting a shitty reaction over what we saw with Seth and Becky. Although Baron Corbin hitting the end of days on Becky Lynch is one of the biggest heat spots I've ever seen in wrestling. Like that was, that was good stuff. That was, and I know Becky didn't want that. I feel like Sammy and Tay do want to do this story a little bit, but I feel like Becky was pretty anti doing that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Mark Quill says, did TK get bullied by the bots into booking Joe MS? My gosh, guys. Thank God bless those bots, if that's true. <laughs> and we got Andrew saying, can I be the bot? <laughs> Botomania, guys. A battle uh, bot. Let's go. James Barr says, you don't have to talk if it's not kosher. Any thoughts on TK's tweet about Twitter bots? I think he was half ribbon, half serious. I do believe he probably had it researched, and he probably found that there are a significant number of dummy accounts that are associated with that. I can tell you about 95% of the accounts I block on Twitter are like one to three follower accounts that are just saying shitty stuff. And I just hit the bricks later. Joel says, where do I go to collect my WWE Twitter bot check? I got kids. Joel, buddy, I think you're probably one of the supervisors, my friend. Based Definitely. on your history, like Mad Cat Moss, I see title holder. Yeah, 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 yeah. We hear you, Joel. That's Joel Wood. That's Joel Pearl. This is Joel Wood. Oh, okay. Oh, Still. but he's one of them too. He's one of them too. <laughs> so we got just a ton more super chats. Like they just keep rolling in. They keep rolling in. Daniel R says, You to Mox main event was great. Give a lot of credit to Mox for allowing you to kick out of two finishers. Mox's facial expressions when he did were great. Loved the last line Mox said about how the hard part is just beginning. Let's talk about it. The crowd is chanting, shake his hand to William Regal as Yuta is in there. And he does. Dream Ninja says Yuta wrote BCC on his own chest or in blood. That match ruled so hard. Eloquent said they did a masterful job getting him over. And Cadillac Carson says, what did Regal say? He was off his nut with excitement? <laughs> that main event, I can see why. Well, let me tell you, we were all off our nuts. We were all getting nuts off, as they say, over this match, Kate. <sighs> Yuta in the BCC. Moxley says, now the real work starts as we go off the air. Of all the days not to have a blue chewette. The day we're getting the nut off. Um, I I love this. I feel like this is the next logical development in the story, right? And to see that unfold, William Regal has come in here and assimilated seamlessly. Like he's been there forever. He was so great on commentary. God, he just is like, it's obvious why he's regarded as one of the best minds in the business. He's so fantastic on commentary. Did not miss not having Chris Jericho on commentary. By the way, I'm not as hard as on him as a lot of other people, but didn't miss him. Um, just perfect. Like, just a perfect way to go off air. And I feel like, for some reason, 
this has been the just the perfect pacing. Like I feel like AEW drags stuff out oftentimes with stable stuff, and this doesn't feel hot shotted. This has just felt like it hit every beat and is so on time. The next logical piece of this, I think, is for best friends to be mad that they took their friend away. And we'll probably have some more stable unstable fighting, but like what a what a perfect, perfect execution of this. It's kind of like how when I was watching Wednesday, I was like, oh, FTR's face now. Like it just happened so naturally. See like their I tweet to me. I did not see their Dax. <laughs> I said they're so over his baby faces. He goes, We're baby faces now? Hell yeah. <laughs> I Listen. think I did see that, but like it happened so naturally. I was like, oh, right. Like they're, I, I've loved them so much anyway, but with a wink and a nod because they were heels. Now I'm like, I just forget that piece of it, which is so fantastic. But like, this was the same thing where it just has felt so natural for how the story has unfolded. And William Regal, as James Boris says, Regal loves violence. I do too. This faction humps. Uh, William Regal was naturally off his nut. But unfortunately, hair doesn't naturally come off your nuts because you got to use manscaped.com and the code Fightful. If you started spring cleaning your nut sacks of late, because it's almost that time, your lawn needs a little mowing. You need to clean aisle five in your pantaloons, clear out that winter brush. Go to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Fightful. Has the full package you need for spring cleaning. The perfect package or the performance package 4.0 is perfect for your package. The only tool you'll need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. But it's not just your nutsack. They've got body wash. they got all kinds of good stuff. How about this? They've got crop preserver, crop reviver. They got the weed whacker to keep your nose and ear hairs clean. They got the lawnmower 4.0 that has the LED light. The, uh, the incredible motor that makes sure that your stuff is taken care of, but the proprietary skin-safe technology that prevents nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Not only that, legitimately, to be serious for a minute, the start of spring marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection as a part of the We Save Balls initiative, get 20% off, support a great cause, get free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. Save the balls. I'm just saying, save the balls. Use a bot. You Use our robot to take care of your balls. Save the balls because Joey Votto is going to be knocking them out of the park. Did you see? Did you see him mic'd up? Oh, it was the greatest. It It was was the the greatest. He is going to make so much money as a broadcaster when he's done. Like Jesus, he's amazing. Oh boy, we're still not done with Yuta stuff. (laughs) This Uh, is like a Kate and Alex show. It's taking so long. Yeah, we (laughs) this this will be the first time in a long time I've went longer than the actual show, on a review. Uh, Rob Reed says it didn't air, but Danielson put the pure title on Yuta after the show. Oh, that's great. They should post that too. Yes, they should. Garwalk says four pillars versus four killers. Yuta Garcia Moriarty hook writes itself. Last gen, new gen. The fact that last gen is three, less than three years ago. <laughs> they're doing all right. They're, they're doing, doing all right. Well. 
Ryan asked if Moriarty's next for BCC. That makes sense. Um, there's no Matt Seidel to fight right now because he's injured, unfortunately. Audio, Audio Flesh says, if Yuta has only one fan, that is me. If he has no fans, it means I am no longer on the earth. If the world <laughs> is against Yuta, I am against the world. Supposed to be in bed uh, for work, but I'm too pumped. I love it, man. I mean, when wrestling gets you this excited and this pumped up, this so is fun. why you do it. So fun. Marshall Inlow says, SRS ad reads greater than Cornette ad reads. He didn't seem to get, uh, I was shocked at how many people didn't get the joke on the Veer post this week. There were dozens of people that didn't understand that Jeremy was ribbing about that. Oh my God. My goodness. Just outing yourself as an industry dinosaur in the most ridiculous ways. I thought he had peaked at Tracy Man that Jeremy did. I, not even close. Yeah. Not even close to what he accomplished in this headline. My <laughs> God. <laughs> the Hound says best friends BCC will be incredible storytelling. It already is. I'm loving it. Uh, Pratik says, will we see vignettes of Yuta training at BCC? I would hope so. I would. It makes a lot of sense to me. Rivenblade also uh, mentioned Danielson strapping the pure title on Yuta. Love all this. Yuta's been on this path since November. It's been one of those really smart builds from the first moment that Danielson mentioned Yuta. You knew Yuta had to go. And I love that Yuta's like, yeah, take me away. Like, all due respect to these guys that I like, but how can I pass this up? And with the pure championship now, too, it's like we've seen levels of him getting better and more competitive. Now he's a pure title holder, which fits in so well with what they're doing here. And he's like, almost, you know, these near falls are coming even closer. Like, such logical progression for someone who was just kind of kicking around on the somewhat aimless path. I absolutely love it. Uh, Mark Quill says Kate's ad segues and ad miming are the best. Thank you. By the way, uh, if you're posting repeatedly in the chat that we have missed your super chat, no, we don't. We, we have them collected on the back end. They will be, they will be read, but we will double check. Uh, but just for the future, it does not help that you tell us that you missed your super chat or we missed your super chat. It's better to just tell us what it was. Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts, good job. Oh, I think I just read that one. What What the hey? What the hey? I'll let you know that you missed my super chat on the list of your boy. <laughs> and I was being nice to you about your GCW spot. You're never getting that again. <laughs> I was good at it. What can I say? I Listen. Denise was good at it. Listen. You I were leg- fine. I have legitimately had a half a dozen wrestlers tell me they want to work me now. Are you serious? Yes. That rule so hard. Yes. Is Brian Danielson one of them? No, because he knows I'd shoot on him and beat him. That you know, that's Philip. Philip says the main event was bloody brilliant. Made the little six-year-old ECW fan in me so happy. Aww. It was one of those like it's like the Eddie Jericho Ray era of Aww. ECW, where you have like those those stars that you know are about to be big. Uh, we got Sawyer saying the post match sold me a ticket. I thought Regal was about to get physical with Yuta, and I shrieked. Oh, I knew that because of that crowd, like, oh my gosh. They, he had to shake his hand. Slim Saint Honor's says... Honor is real. Honor is real. Well, with Yuta, he's the ROH pure champion. Exactly. Slim Saint says, I legit had tears streaming down my face when Regal extended his hand. Yuta is a star. That he is. That he is. And we hardly hear him cut a promo. We did today. but And it was good. It was very good, yeah. 
Yeah. So was Mox's. I loved it. That does, to your point about like the actual tears and emotions that are real being evoked, it did feel like a real moment. Like this felt like this kid is a star now. Allie, anxious Allie says, you're working me first, kid. I will break you in half. Allie and Sasha Banks versus Sean and who? I I'd who take I'd take Allie on one on one and I would listen. Wow. Get your ass beat. Yeah, listen. probably. No. Love Allie. Uh, she and Emily are like my kids. I'd fucking break her in half just to prove a point. Marshall says, will adding the ROH titles to the AEW shows be too much or will they find a way to keep it balanced? So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, naysayers will absolutely be like, way too many titles. And I get it. Um, For me, somehow it works here. Maybe it's because I'm on the payroll. Probably because you're on the payroll. I'm going to guess. Because I'm not a bot. Um, But... I like it because I like everything to have stakes, but when everything has stakes, sometimes you got to have something to build to that. But I think they'll, they'll keep using it on TV for a while. I don't know. I don't think that's that bad. NXT has their own titles. Like if ROH is going to be developmental, it sure. could be something that floats back and forth, but isn't shoved down your throat. Right. That's yeah. fine. Brent says Yuta wrote BCC in his own blood. Mox looked like he was fighting the urge to hug the kid. Top 10 moment in AEW for me. This will be the moment referenced on documentaries in the future. And I can't wait for it. And our last one for now about Yuta. I love Moriarty, but I'd love for the next member of BCC to be a complete surprise. Darius Martin, Ricky Starks, Will Hobbs, or Pillman Jr. I think Ricky's past that. Ricky's past that. I think Will's past that. Maybe Pillman. Uh, I don't think top flight fit that mold though or fit that one everybody wants to mess with top flight let them just be a tag team darius is back now let them be your roh champions at some point shota that's who i would love to see uh luis uh emily cease was ribbing she didn't miss a super chat (laughs) uh nergru says suzuki and joe will break the earth in half and Jambeard says, you and Alex forgot to talk about it Wednesday, but we can get a shout out to that fan behind or fans behind Wardlow with the beers. That, that's that been some good people watching stuff when Wardlow comes out. Either people um, uh, getting slammed into things brutally or just fans with beers. But my God, um, we had about, I'll say this, eight times as many Super Chats about Wheeler Yuta himself than all of SmackDown. That is telling. And here's one of the SmackDown Super Chats. Read the updates. Head meat wall. C says, I thought WWE would try something new after a good WrestleMania. How stupid of me to have expectations. Guess I'll just stick with AEW. Yeah, the sad thing is this was the more eventful of the two shows that I still didn't think it was great. I think there's... I want Bailey and Oscar to come back so bad, and neither of them I, showed up tonight. Hey, I want them to use Zaya and Aaliyah and Shotzi and Alexa and Dewdrop and and all these people. I want them to use all these people too. But what we see is Raquel debuting, giggly, smiley Raquel. Uh, we got Angel and Humberto trying to flirt with her. The, listen, I'm just saying it. They're out here trying to run a train on the new talent. What are we doing? It's uh, it's not great. And not Raquel at all from what I've seen in NXT. No. Like this just doesn't 
kayfabe. And it is also, I know kayfabe is kayfabe, but like we know she's dating Braun Strowman too. So that's just Fair. like a little bit weird. Fair. And Most people are saying, Daniels. people are saying who the hell's Raquel Rodriguez. I'm okay with the name change. Gonzalez is her real name. They're going to own this name. I do not care about them changing it to Raquel Rodriguez. Not in the least. On the grand scale of, on the tonight scale of names they've changed, it's not even the worst. On the last month of name changes, it's like four or five. Like yeah. we've got Butch and Ezekiel and and Gunther a couple months ago. Like I don't mind. If you don't, don't know who that. she is as a wrestler, she was on NXT 2.0 and on the NXT Black and Gold brand and got called up tonight. She's not like a free agent or anything like that. This was an incredibly uncomfortable way to introduce her, not only for the Los Lotharios segment, but just the whole backstage felt so awkward to me. Probably because she knew there were two weirdos just loitering, waiting to hit on her. I I don't get. She looked like she was about to Sid vicious double choke slam both of these guys. Uh, Angel Garza, by the way, I did like ten interviews at the Mania Junket, and um, they'll be slow releasing over the next few weeks. Angel Garza was one of the best. He just exudes charisma. That guy is so good. Like. Not to be the person that compares every Hispanic wrestler to Eddie Guerrero, but he's the closest, I feel like, of the all closest. the comparisons that we get. Like, he has that thing that Eddie had. Um, and and so. he was he was what Humberto was missing. They should yes. really do something special with these guys because this wasn't it. Uh, Shot Kid says, unrelated, check out Roddy versus Dragunov. Buried it on the most, uh, WWE buried it on the 28th most important show on Peacock because it's WWE. Probably way better than SmackDown. I will be watching that. Uh, the Ronda promo, she came out, cut a baby face promo and said that she wants a rematch. She is salty about losing, uh, even though that she actually won the first time. And Charlotte says, nope, back of the line. And Bitch. you know what? I respect it. I respect the it. Get, get in the back of the line. Get to the back of the line, sure, but we know that's not going to happen. And we see her later be like, I have to find out tomorrow. Oh my God, do something different. The build to this was not good. We're continuing the not goodness of this. Make it a tag match. Throw Shayna Baszler in there. You're not using her. I think an I quit match stipulation will be something that's good. And I actually enjoyed what happened between the ropes at Mania. But just like, I know it's backlash, but that doesn't mean you have to rematch everything to death. Like, you did a tag match in Saudi Arabia. Just do another tag match with these women and get more women involved in the damn picture. Like, I, so I would much like easier. to see, I'd like to see Ronda run through some of the roster. I mean, if you're not going to use them, you might as well use them to put Ronda over. Yeah. Daniel says, for the media junket, how do you pick who to interview? You don't. They bring over whoever is available at that time. Like, unfortunately, I did not get to interview Graves, Sammy, or Kevin Owens, who uh, I really wanted to. Mark says, awful feud that has an awesome or awful segment? No way. <laughs> Philip says, saw your post about SmackDown plans and decided working overtime was a better idea. FightfulSelect.com, I usually post those, uh, including I posted that Raquel's name was going to change uh, a little bit. But Jambeard says, have no problem with the name change because it feels similar from Sid going to Justice to Vicious or Steen to Owens. Same here. They wanted to own the full name. Eventually, she could 
hop out and use Reina Gonzalez if she wanted to. They own Raquel. They didn't own Gonzalez. So I don't I don't have a problem in the world with it. I'll tell you what I got a problem with. Fucking butch. Pardon my language. Butch. Anthony Velasquez says, Luke Owen was right. Dunn is now scrappy-doo. What have they done with him? Well, he's a fantastic in-ring worker. If you couldn't tell, this match with Xavier Woods will show you that. Backstage, he's or in the ring and backstage. He's full scrappy-doo, though. Full-on scrappy-doo. Also, he's already losing. So, Sean. What? He lost at the small package? Yeah. His in-ring debut, he lost on, which Xavier Woods, I guess, is now calling the backwoods, which I appreciate. But, um, yeah, I mean, Pete Dunne is probably a top 25 technical wrestler maybe in the world. And the match was good. The ending was terrible. And the in-ring after was confusing. The stable just got together. Why are we already, like, teasing some sort of breakup or something bad? The other two did not interfere at ringside to help him out at all, so they kind of also have themselves to blame. But the match itself was good, as you would expect, with Xavier Woods and Pete Dunne in there. They have such different styles. Um, It took a minute for it to click in for me because it did feel like there was a bit of a disparity. That happened a few times tonight. I felt like the women's match suffered from that as well. But once it did get there... um, It was great. I like the style that Pete Dunne works a lot. I like joint manipulation and just like stuff that looks like you're going out there to hurt people. So that is for me, but the rest of it before and after was just confusing and bad. Riddle should really have a submission hold called the joint manipulation, by the way. He really should. And I put this as a poll on Twitter. There should be a female wrestler with a submission hold called the thirst trap. It should be like Jade or Nikita Lyons or someone. That would be so fun. Uh, we've got Nerd Guru saying, watch TakeOver New York, Walter versus Pete Dunn. Who? I don't I don't know who either of those men are. One then watch the SmackDown. How the Mighty Have Fallen. It's embarrassing. Well, actually, I'm going to talk about a bunch of stuff in a moment that I, I actually like. Uh, Sami Zayn's backstage, and he's mad, understandably, about Johnny <laughs> Knoxville. And he's like, next person through that door I want to face. And Adam Pierce says, all right, I'll, I'll do that for you. I'll do you the solid. Well, it's Drew McIntyre, and this is the Drew McIntyre that got over. Not stand-up jokes, little giggles, Drew McIntyre. Heaving sons of bitches around the ring, Drew McIntyre, and that's what we saw here. Sami Zayn eventually thought better of it and hit the bricks. Sami Zayn, I completely buy, would just hit the bricks and say, (laughs) well, I'm not getting my winner's purse anyway, so I'd rather not eat a Claymore on the way out. See you later. I thought this made Drew look good. It made Sammy look exactly probably how he should look because this is is his role. He likes his role. He's happy in his role. He's very effective at it. I thought this was was a very effective segment, all things considered, and we're probably going to get a rematch where we get a more definitive finish. Agreed. I felt like this was a great way to kick off a new story, which was really, really refreshing. I did not need any more madcap nonsense (laughs) with Drew McIntyre. I still don't know how I feel about Angela being so prevalent all the time. Sami Zayn pulling the CM Punk running through the crowd. Everybody has done it, but for me, it's CM Punk running through the crowd. And the point of Angela at Sami, a little dramatic, but I liked the story here. Sami Zayn saying he wanted to like get back in and kind of prove himself and immediately just trying to run away so many times. 
We saw multiple attempts of it. Drew throwing him back in the ring. That's so much fun. Um, and like you said, a rematch here makes sense because there wasn't a definitive outcome. Give me that at Backlash. Ben says, how bad would SmackDown be without Sammy? I mean, he helps increase the quality significantly. Uh, Marshall says, NXT 2.0 feels pointless with all the changes. I wouldn't go that far. There is more streamlined for what the main roster is now than what it was before. And she says, Butch is going to lose matches. Uh, <laughs> he's having temper tantrums. Yep, that's how it's going to work out. Pizza. Phillips. Somebody says NXXXT 6.9. That is pretty much <laughs> how it is. Phillips says Riddle could also have a finisher called Blunt Force. He should. Ooh. Lean into it. Why not? Raquel says they could have had Raquel's day de- or Dream Ninja says they could have had Raquel's debut destroying women in the Royal Rumble. Especially it's instead she has guys that are shorter on her, hitting on her. She should destroy. I mean, listen, as a super tall person myself, Correct. I don't care. I don't care if they're shorter or anything. She and Kaylee Ray not being in the Rumble was disappointing. I felt like they could have both had really, I, really big spots in the Rumble. I agree. Guys, reminder, please leave a thumbs up. That is very helpful to what we do here. Check out Grapsity on Saturday if you want some more podcasting fun. we got some good stuff in store for you. And she says, really enjoyed, Gunther, or enjoyed Gunther's squash match. I did too. He beat the living shit out of Joe Alonzo. As reported by FightfulSelect.com this week, Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser, the former Marcel Bartel, without Fabian Eichner, called up to the main roster. No Fabian Eichner. Um, Bartel got his name changed. There were, there were many discussions. It was either going to be Ludwig or Ludwig, or it was going to be Klaus or Kaiser. Ludwig Kraus was a Nazi. Ludwig was the name of Ludwig Borga, a wrestler in the 90s who was a Nazi who got his ass whipped by Randy Couture. So they went with Ludwig Kaiser, which... Fortunately, to my knowledge, is not a Nazi, which is good. Um, At least good, they Googled it this time. Go, yeah, good Good that they didn't do the Nazi thing this time. Again, which is a ridiculous sentence. Marcel Bartel is his name again. I do not care that they're changing his name. Um, Ludwig, every time I think of that name, I think of Ludwig von Koopa, I think from the Super Nintendo games of the Koopa family. Uh, but Nobody with Beethoven? There you go. Uh, Orion Ben says Ludwig Kaiser. Seriously, I know the main roster doesn't care about who actually watched NXT, but it was three days. <laughs> <laughs> this was the Adam Cole situation. Ah, And Gil says, do you know if there were any thoughts about going back to the Axel Dieter moniker? I don't, I haven't heard anything. I like that. But uh, Mark Losper says, why does this company keep almost naming people after German U-boat captains? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Almost as important, though. Almost as very important versus just doing yes. it. So. Marshall says, Kaiser roll better be his finisher. I hope oh, so. Sean. Every but- time he rolls through a move. 
You said the that Kaiser like role. the the rampage was enough to get you back to not wanting to leave in in two weeks. Yeah, me using Kaiser role every week is gonna make you want to quit again. <laughs> well, I adored this squash. This was what it should be. I don't see Gunther every week because I, I don't cover NXT. I watch it on a delay. Um, that guy looks friggin' incredible. He looks amazing. He should be super protected and immediately put into a top spot. So as someone who does watch NXT... Um, I watch it. I just don't watch it live. Doesn't watch it in real time. I don't know if you guys know. I do. Um, so I... I just don't want people going, you don't even watch the print. You don't watch Joshi. Um, I, <laughs> I think... This is this was really nice to see from him because he's a dropped a ton of weight over the course yeah. of the past couple months, and b it's kind of led to some differential in the way that he works in the ring. He, he kind of has looked less menacing, and I know he was getting in shape, but like I still want my Walter Gunther feel like, and I felt like this brought it back. And there was a match that he had with Duke Hudson where he basically just chopped him to death on NXT. Um, this is the hard-hitting Walter that we know and love. I feel like the match at Stand and Deliver didn't quite click in, but this was fantastic. I was really excited to see. And not like a 10-second squash, a squash that showed you what he can do still. He was slamming people. He was chopping them. Like, I think that's important in a squash to at least be able to see what the new guy can really do. I don't understand leaving Fabian Eichner behind in this unless they think he's going to be a single star because he of the two of them I thought was so fantastic, but just as a stable, why would you not have all three of yeah. them come up a tag team and a single star well, is such rejuvenation they, to the roster. If they're a tag team, I don't have any, any hopes that he'll be protected, That's but fair. Eichner got a lot of comparisons to Cesaro from people at the performance center for me, like four or five years ago. Jam Beard says, here's something for you and Alex on NXT. I wouldn't doubt it that Eichner now joins Tony D and his mob since Eichner is Italian. That actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I'll take that. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty fun. And then Alan, Todd Allen Starses can't wait for him to debut as Tony D's cousin from the home country on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, That's going to be fun. Them and Legato will be a fun back and forth. Mark Quill says, as long as it's Walter kicking ass, bleeding through from NXT and not the weird horniness that Kate and Alex are subjected to <laughs> every week. Boy, you all are a couple steps away from covering a live dry humping session on that show. It is just unreal. It's like the live sex show, but just for the full two hours. <laughs> yes. Wyatt 12 says, Mariah May does an octopus stretch. She calls the thirst trap. Well, that's there you go. There you go. Okay. Corbin is having a bit of a celebration for Mad Cat Moss, but he's jealous. He ain't happy. Because Mad Cat Moss won on Friday. Corbin did not win this weekend. I personally think this should have started about a month earlier for a few reasons. Um, one, we did not need Drew and Corbin. Despite how much I enjoyed it at Mania, we didn't need it there. It could have headlined a SmackDown en route to this and what I would have done, I don't like to just straight up fantasy book, after Moss got spiked on his head, I would have had the like Baron Corbin mistreating his what he thinks is his dog type of thing. And Drew McIntyre just shaking his head and being like, I was in the ring with you. I know you're tougher than that. You don't deserve this type of thing. Because Drew McIntyre's endorsement goes a long way. 
give it one week and Moss does this same thing. And then the next week or two later, he eliminates Corbin to win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, a former winner of that match at that. Um, and then Drew does literally anything else at WrestleMania. I, I mean, if we're being... fantasy booking, I would just get rid of all of this. My fantasy sure. is that none of this ever well, existed, but this should have been Corbin and Moss facing each other at Mania. There was no point in pulling Drew into this for this long. He could have done so much, yeah. such better work at Mania. That being said, the crowd loved Mad Cat Moss because they hate Baron Corbin. Um, the, this version of Corbin is not entertaining, but Mad Cat Moss is a guy that Paul Heyman thought was a big, big part of WWE's future two years ago. And he got hurt and uh, was sidelined. And I mean, he he did get a lot of people on his side during that Elimination Chamber match when he continued that match and he showed how tough he was and all that. But he got a great reaction. Objectively, the fans loved it. Yeah, the piped-in fans thought it was, it was great. It was, it was a real reaction. It was a real um, reaction. Well, what was refreshing was there was some sort of payoff here, too, right? Like, yes. I can't complain about a storyline that I want to end starting to end. That's a very good thing. Um, and we saw some dimension. Like, so much of my problem with WWE comedy is that it's so one-note. So to have some dimension in what is happening in the story was really refreshing. We're starting to see them turn on each other. It's long overdue. The only thing I didn't like was commentary being like, this has been a long time coming. I was like, it's kind of been like a week coming. Like, <laughs> like it, it hasn't been a story to me of Baron Corbin holding Moss back in any way or anything like that. Like this felt like the first real turn to me. So I just didn't like that they had acted like this was, he was so stifled when he just won the battle royal a week ago like he was actually doing great other than that let's get this moving on let's get it over with i'm glad that it's at least started to roll down the mountain with these two facing each other guys please leave a thumbs up if you are watching andrew says la night moving to raw i don't know i just heard he was discussed for a call-up as we reported on fightfulselect.com we also reported that uh raquel was headed for a call-up as well subscribe fightfulselect.com Jambeard says NXT turning into Brazzers 2.0. Brazzers light. Sky Singe says rich man Happy Corbin should use payday now. Is that a move that I'm missing out on? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Lacey Evans. Holy shit, this was good. Um, so if you've ever seen like one of her early promos, like I think it was on Breaking Ground. Yes. It's a lot like this. And uh, Staler says with Lacey Evans being portrayed as a face. I can't think of any top WWE woman that are objectively better as a face than a heel, except Bianca. Is that a problem? Well, it's a problem because WWE can't book baby faces. This was a phenomenal baby face promo that I'm not even sure you can call a promo. She just spoke uh, and talked about uh, some of her life experiences, some of the battles that she had faced with her family and, and her mother and all they probably really should have done this from the start, Kate, because the sassy Southern Belle was a shitty gimmick. It was not portrayed well. It wasn't It wasn't believable. But this, everything about this, like I went from going like, oh God, here she is again, to going, oh my God, I love this woman. Like this is admirable. I loved it. 
I think so. I have liked historically Lacey. <laughs> well, I'm trying to separate my thoughts here because I am optimistic about this. And sure, I've been saying that please don't use caps in the chat, it's obnoxious. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I have also been trying to say, like, I will not judge what I haven't seen yet. So do I prefer this more than her trying to make out with Ric Flair? Yeah, like a lot. Historically, I've liked her working heel better than I've liked her working face, but also that was in the old gimmick, right? So if this is a new start, there was so much heart in this. It felt so sincere. It felt very authentic. I just hope that this is something that they can continue. This roster needs baby face women. To the point of that super chat, I think Becky is a better face than a heel. I think Liv Morgan is a better face than a heel. It's the way that they book faces. So if you are going to have a fresh start with a face, don't let history repeat itself. Do something good. Do something different. Um, so I'm I'm just hoping that this promo, which has seemed authentic, continues in a direction that we want to see, and it's not like she descends back into the Southern Bell or something. Like, let's let's capitalize on what you created here. But this was refreshing, and it was different than how I thought she was going to come back. So that was good. Sova says Lacey's look reminded him of Sonya Blade. Uh, she used to help conduct the tryouts at the PC. I had a former UFC fighter tell me that she was a badass there. Nice. Badass was the the short match that we saw with Sasha and Liv. Uh, Stan Twitter was very excited. As reported by FightfulSelect.com, please subscribe. They have really good chemistry together. Liv sold the absolute shit out of a backstabber on the ropes and rolled out of the ring. And let me tell you how I love this finish. Now, I'm not even going to get into criticizing the brand split because I am done talking about the brand split. But there was a superplex from Sasha into a, a cradled pin, a, a small package by Liv Morgan. Ooh, I love that finish. I love that finish. Just loop people. Yeah, the superplex hurts, but it hurts the other person too. And if you can hoop that leg, then you got something. Really enjoyed this. There was a lot of stuff on SmackDown that I, I really enjoyed. It's just unfortunate that it was sandwiched by like really lame segments because I, I loved Sasha. I love Liv. Sasha sold the hell out of it afterwards too, the disbelief. Yes. it was. I thought this was really good. And Naomi on commentary too. My yes. thing is that, so the, the match itself was good. I mentioned earlier, for me, it took a second to click in. Like it got going after a little bit, which was good. Liv, uh, the only other spot I'll mention is like, she just had a running knee into the ropes that looked good. Like she's learning to lay her shit in a little bit more as time goes on. And I, I think that's really refreshing. I don't like when you pin champions. They are sure. brand new champions. Why are you pinning a brand new champion? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect 
on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I don't mind it as much when it's a tag champion getting pinned singles. If this was pinning the tag champions like that, that's one thing. Uh, I don't, it doesn't mind, it bother me nearly as much. I mean, we just, we did just rave about John Moxley pinning a champion, albeit that is a wildly different scenario. Um, yeah, a champion on your own show. Sure. And I just feel like because it's brand new, but I get, I get what your point is that it's a yeah, you're wrong. match. That's all. That, that's all. You're wrong. Muted. Um, I'm not muted. By you're the not, way, you're not, you're not sir, muted because you don't want to get low blowed again. Keep muting, keep muting the women of Fightful. And Nobody wants to get blowed. Uh, Mark Losper <laughs> leads us into our Roman Reigns promo. Says, I love how WWE goes out of the way to position Roman as unlikable, badass, then have him say something as dumb as the island of relevancy. <laughs> WWE can't let go of stuff like tater tots and suffering succotash. Well, this segment happened. Uh, it existed in a world, and um, Roman said, hey, I've got two belts, but you guys are two guys with two belts combined. You should have four belts because that's the way that math works, and two times two is four. So that's what we're going to do. You're going to unify the tag titles on Raw. You look at and, them, and you look at me. <laughs> yeah, this was not good. This was probably one of the weakest Roman Reigns promo segments that I've seen period like in a long time and shinsuke nakamura came out and roman said hey and they got super kicked in the face and that was the show that was it that's what we finished with well Um, we're out of time folks see you later what that this was monday and friday had but you better watch monday segments or you better watch friday segments what the hell? This and Monday, I, I gave some leniency, too, because it really seemed like Roman Reigns got injured. I felt like when he was holding up those belts, it looked like he was wincing in pain. Um, so Everybody I thought, turned into internet doctor with the red circles and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Ro- that- Roman super hurt. Yeah, he was over there going, Paul, my shoulder's out. It's out. It's out. And then relocated it with the ring rope. Why would you reach into the middle of the ring rope to do that? Why not the corner where it's more sturdy or ah, 
I don't know. Go back to your medical team. Why are y'all? Come on. Why did y'all hit me with those all week long? You all are better than that. Popped it back in. Have you met Twitter? No, they're not. Popped his shoulder back in like it was fucking Die Hard 2 or something. (laughs) Come on. Anyway, I had more leniency for it on Monday because I thought maybe he needed an MRI. Maybe um, they just need more time to see the extent of the injury. Blah, blah, blah. Why are we getting this a week later? It's terrible. Let me, let me, if you think he needed an MRI, you need a CAT scan. Wow, that was aggressive. He sold me on the wincing in pain holding the titles in the air. It seemed legit. And because Sean Warriors would WrestleMania go home 12 minutes early when the New Day had a 1 minute and 40 second match. Otherwise, oh, no. So, anyway, I had more leniency because if there was an injury, you would want to investigate it in some way. But there's no excuse for it on Friday, a week later. There's no excuse to just super kick Shinsuke, have him not say anything. This was terrible. I hated everything about this. If you're going to unify the tag belts and the men's championship belts and just admit that the brand split is over, you have to unify the women's belts too. That makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, This was just so boring. Like, it was so boring and kind of weird. And I don't really have any interest in this whatsoever. Guys, reminder, leave a thumbs up. Donate a super chat, a humper chat. We are heading down the home stretch here. Um, Mark Losper says, speaking of blue, here's a Roman segment. Philip says, will this be known as the Anawaii math segment? Yes, I think so. As it should. Blake says, is Paul Heyman going to get the U.S. and Intercontinental titles now? <laughs> yeah, they already destroyed the mid card. He might as well just take those titles too. He's going to be yeah. women's champion by the end and of the year. Luis is talking about Solo Sokoa. It'd be good to bring him up. Yeah. Even if he's not ready, he'll be ready. They'll he's make ready. him ready. He's Cat- ready. Cadillac Carson says, had Rick Steiner not been kidnapped, I would have expected the Steiners to come out and challenge Roman's math. I mean, Scott still could. Good. Mark Mark says, Sasha just won a title. Time to pin her. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, I'm not the only one who thinks that way, Sean. I mean. I liked it better when you weren't here. I said, I said. Let's just remove her from. Wow, look look at how much hotter Kate is now. Oh, damn. She is. Look at that girl. What a babe. We got some more AEW Super Chat. Storm and Norm says, coming in late, Yuda and Mox. These eyes. Let's let's mute you real quick. Brent says, now we need Shooter Umino. Yeah, we do. I miss him a lot. Jarlock says, I like that they have all the belts in AEW. More for Miro to go after. Uh, yeah, it is. If he ever comes back, Mike Lima says, how about Shafir as the female member of BCC? What do you think about her as the female member of that? I know a lot of people say Layla Hirsch. They said that for team Taz as well. Layla might be hurt though. We don't know. Layla hurt. Uh, Marina would be cool. Serena D would be cooler in my opinion. Uh, I mean, as a coach, yes, she should be a coach in that group. No, she should be a badass women's wrestler in that group. I know. She should be one of the coaches. She should be like Brian Danielson or Moxley oh, teaching I an saying, understudy. Yeah. Okay. By the way, Sour Graps starts right after this. 
Douglas Johnson says, just for the hoodie. Who day? I love it. The Bengals. That's who they are. Yes, that is. Uh, but that's it's who do they think are going to beat those Bengals? And the answer is no fucking body. I don't know. Super Bowl kind of. Matthew S. says, if I were a poet, so I could put over that Moxley Uta match the way it deserves, or I wish I were a poet. Tony's tweets wrote a check that his this match cashed. That's a good one. Sorry, cashed. I botched your super chat. What, Kate? We're an hour 36 in and I'm tired. I'm trying to get off the air. Okay, pumpkin patch. That's a light day of work for me. I know it is. Ben says, yes, I wanted Shinsuke as a part of the main title scene. Not like this. This is a new level of WWE dumb. Come on, no one's going to take him seriously. Uh, I agree. The way that they've booked him, like, I don't know, giving him an Intercontinental title for like four months and having him defend it never. Whatever many times. Mark Quill wraps us up and says the funniest part of the week was doing a match where Alex Pawlowski went over Roman Reigns on 2K22. Someone made me as ROH CM Punk in W. Oh my God. It's the coolest I've ever felt. I had the gym shorts. Ruled. I had somebody hit me up this week and asked me if I they could put me in their like create a wrestler fed. And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Oh yeah. Mark Losper says Scrappy Doo was so hated by literally everyone. They made him the villain in the second Scooby Doo movie. What a perfect character arc to emulate. Well, guys, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. Uh, and also, please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We have exclusive news there all the time. I mean, a significant percentage of the exclusive news that is getting reported in pro wrestling is coming from there. But also, pick up a cameo from me. All the proceeds go to a good cause. Uh, the first month, it was animal shelters in my local area. The second month was uh, Ukrainian relief efforts. And then this month it is NAMI and NAMI Communicate. So check that out. We got Jane Beard saying Raiders going to beat the Bengals. They got no one to cover Adams, Renfro, Waller combined. Uh, buddy, how'd that work out in the first round of the playoffs? Also, the draft is coming up. Wait and see. Yes. Philip with a monster super chat as we wrap up. Big thank you, Philip. Says last one for the night. Wanted to say thank you for all the fightful keeping me company at work. Goodbye, smooch. Good night and who dat. Hey, it's who day. Don't don't do that. Who dat? It's who day. Kate, tell the people where they can find like you. Like you give us fifty bucks, you could probably say a lot of what you no, want. No, that's bullshit. Tell the people where they can find you before I end this show. You can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. But tomorrow, Sean, I'm making my commentary debut. At Excite Wrestling, and you're yawning through it, so super supportive over there. Twitch.tv backslash Excite Wrestling with an X and not an E, because this is still wrestling. You have to change the name of that after your commentary. Wow. Woof. Woof. Muted. Oh, muted. Um, you can- Guys, thank you all so much. Philip. again, thank you for the monster super chat. Good night to everyone. We're out. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. 
head to Hero.co to shop today.